cutscene number two. A prison common room, brightly lit with artificial lights. The narrow windows high on the walls show the gray winter sky of Seattle. Inside the room, male metahumans lounge at round tables, playing cards or watching the trid screens. They are wearing close-fitted blue jumpsuits with yellow numbers printed in across their back. There is a catwalk above them with a single guard wearing a black uniform and holding a shotgun. Cameras in the corners of the room leave little doubt that nothing happens here that is not observed and recorded. An intercom crackles to life and a jovial voice calls out, You're up for 12. Report to your station ASAP. None of the prisoners give any indication that they heard or cared until the guard on the catwalk yells gruffly, For 12. Get your hoop and gear. You heard the man. A prisoner stands slowly, seemingly painfully, from one of the metal tables. He is human, short and thin, with long, poorly cut, graying brown hair. His face is thin, and a stringy mustache and goatee don't improve the look. Nor do the small round glasses pushed up against his face. The number 412 is emblazoned across the shoulders of his jumpsuit. 412 nods at his companions around the table. He has been playing some archaic analog game on a checkered board with a large, dark-skinned orc who barely seems contained by his jumpsuit. Several other prisoners are standing around the table staring intently at the board. The orc nods back at him and touches a long, knobby fingers to his temple in salute. See you when you get back, Ome, the orc rumbles. A large plasteel door opens, and as 412 passes through it, another guard in black falls into step beside him. Why do you always make us come to get you, 412? Don't you like having a nice little job and getting extra rations? Want to go into solitary for a while? The only reaction from 412 is a resigned shrug. The two pass down several corridors and are buzzed through a heavy security door. They approach a row of pods. Several are occupied by other metahumans, slumped in padded restraints. 412 climbs into one with practiced motions. As he leans forward, a small, dark gray metallic box is revealed, fused to the back of his neck. Then he sits back and unreels a jack from a spool in the headrest. Padded restraints snap into place around his ankles and chest. The jack slots neatly into a port on his right temple and 412 slumps instantly into the restraints. In a large warehouse, an unmanned forklift hums to life. The forks are raised and lowered as if testing their function. Then the lift rolls smoothly into the aisles of deeply stacked crates and shipping containers, joining others of its kind as they go about the task of loading and unloading a steady stream of drone trucks that arrive and depart in an intricately synchronized dance. That was cutscene number two. So imagine the camera panning out from there, across Seattle's skyline, swerving and swooping towards downtown, Across the campus where we see a white Mitsubishi night sky limousine sliding smoothly into traffic on a main street that's running parallel to the uh, Washington University campus. <clears throat> Boxer, you're on your motorcycle. You're converging with the white limousine over which you see the AR symbol of the extraction target. It has merged into a light traffic on the main road running parallel to campus and you are exiting an alley merging onto this main road. Behind you, the girl, Kirsten, is shouting, There they are, in a voice that sounds both exhilarated and terrified. Nightingale, you are in your van following Boxer. The fascinating Catwoman seems to have gotten you embroiled in some mad and dangerous endeavor to rescue another unknown person for reasons that you cannot entirely fathom at this point, except that her actions seem to be driven by some code of honor that you need to understand further. 
However, in the meantime, you are doing your best to keep the rapidly accelerating two-wheeled vehicle boxer controls in sight. All right. <clears throat> We're not going to cut this to seal just yet. I want to see, um, <clears throat> Boxer, you're, this is your initiative turn. All right. So you're on your motorcycle. Um, you see the you see the white car, the Mitsubishi Night Sky. It's sort of slid into traffic and it's headed normally down the street. You're coming out of an alleyway, um, and it looks like you're on course to intercept the uh, the vehicle. How do you want to do this, or what do you want to do? At the moment, I am looking through my inventory to see if I have literally anything that uh, can stop a car. Did I bring my grenades? Probably. Unfortunate, however, that they are all meant to be shot out of grenade launchers. Mm. Oh well. Okay. I'll stop a moving car. Um, discuss the, the pony. Can't. Uh, can't stop it. Mm. And they detected us, right? They're you like. Don't know if they've detected you yet. They, from the way the vehicle's moving in traffic, it appears that you are. Um, you have not been detected. It doesn't. It's basically following the regular traffic patterns, and uh, you're really just now emerging from this, from this alleyway that where you had stashed your bikes, your bike and the uh, the van. Well, she's not giving away her position yet, or at least she doesn't think she is. Yeah, it seems like you still have the element of surprise on your side. Mm, so it seems she's not doing anything. She's uh, holding her turn or. Yeah, that's the turn. <clears throat> okay, so you're going to fall in behind the uh, the night sky? Yeah. All right, Nightingale, you see uh, Boxer and the girl Cecile on the motorcycle sliding in tra into traffic behind the vehicle over Kirsten. which you see the AR symbol of the, uh, yeah, Kirsten, that's what I meant. Sorry. Oh, also, I don't have AR. Oh, you don't? Mm-hmm. So all you see is them following a large white vehicle. Um, yeah, that's all you see at this point. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't cast my net. So I'll uh, I'll just keep on them, but um, like staying in the same lane or like one off. But I, I don't want to be following them or like right on top of them. This will be a little bit harder for me, but I I, I can do it. I'm smart. Well, the good thing is right now due to the fact that they haven't realized that you're behind them or that they're being followed or that there's anything going on. There's no evasive action or crazy driving that's going on. So we don't really need a vehicle control test since you're really operating within the normal limits of the vehicles. <clears throat> but you have to, you have to spend a complex action every turn to, um, to remain in control. How do additional passes work in 4E? Additional Sorry. action passes. Everyone mm -hmm. gets one pass, and then the extra passes happen. Yeah, but I don't think you have to roll every turn unless you're doing something that's really. You have to spend a complex combat. action controlling the vehicle oh, every turn. Not every pass, but every turn. Yep. No. Um, like I said, I'm still. I'm getting my head back into Shadowrun. <laughs> the most perishable yeah. of skills. Uh. I suppose. Hmm. Let me let me let me let me look and see what all I have in the car and on my person. There could be something that I could uh, I could throw out 
I could I could get in front of them and throw for them to to, to take them off the immediate road, make them slow down something. You could always ram them. That is, uh, that could kill a lot of people. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Blue sprayer. There's really not much we can do. We can't communicate. I'll stop talking. In character, that is. I suppose. Hmm. Uh, do I have any, like, I, so the, the road ahead of us, uh, like, what kind of road is this? Is this a motorway? Is it, is it just straight, uh, like, is is it a normal residential road where it branches off, like, regularly to, It's a larger, it's a, more of a main road in downtown Seattle. Um, you've got two lanes of traffic going in, going in each direction, um, with, uh, smaller streets, side streets coming into it. And how, busy to are the, how busy are the roads currently? Uh, not terribly busy. Um, busy enough. I mean, it's midday, so, you know, sort of regular traffic, not traffic jam type traffic. Mm, not really bumper good. to bumper yet. <clears throat> and the, the car, the, the vehicle, uh, for both of your knowledge seems to be headed in the direction of, um, um, Towards the towards the ocean, so it's headed west. Towards the ocean, like the coast, or towards the Puget Sound. Towards Puget Sound. Mm. Mm. Hey, I, I okay. I'm going to wait until we get onto a less busy road before I take any other drastic action. Just follow it and see where they're going. Keep an eye. Make sure that I have an eye both on Boxer's motorcycle and the vehicle she appears to be following. Okay. All right, <clears throat> your little impromptu motorcade's making its way through downtown Seattle, headed, um, like I said, west towards Puget Sound, um, and soon starts to head a little bit more north northwest and into a more what appears to be more of an affluent residential style neighborhood. So very affluent um the kind where <clears throat> boxer you imagine you'd probably eventually start seeing either private security or um probably private security for the residential areas um taking an interest in non-residents kind of thing we're not in there yet right excuse me we're not in there yet right we're not there yet no <sighs> all right all right then. This needs to stop here. Right, it's over. All right, communication. Mm, I have Nightingale's Com. All right, I'm gonna use. I think it's a free action to use the embedded com link to uh, hit up Nightingale. Yeah, Nightingale, your your com rings. Uh, I imagine she she has like a mount for it in the front. She'd uh. You might have to scramble Probably for a moment to, to find to your van's audio, like Bluetooth, anyway. So you can probably do a hands-free. Oh, can she? Can she verbally accept it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, she'll she'll do that. It's the future, um, after all. It is exactly. the future. Uh, she immediately says, uh, "Yeah, hello." All right, we need to stop this car here. 
up ahead, they'll have security, and we aren't getting to that. Especially not you. Okay, so I have an idea. Uh, I don't know how effective this is going to be, but there's a tent in the back of my car. Uh, if I could pull in front of them and have the car drive it, the cars can drive themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could throw the tent onto their windshield and make them stop. Oh, nice. That's a very creative tent. <clears throat> very creative plan. <sighs> well, I don't have anything better, so if you can get ahead, do it. If you Art. can't, well, I'll figure out a way of slowing them down. Okie dokie. <clears throat> uh, Elizabeth, what's Nightingale's driving skill? Uh, she does not have one. She's currently going off entirely of the, the intuition of spellcraft uh, through, through the intuition she gained through spellcraft. Which means she effectively has, um, I believe, a three die for pilot ground craft tests. All right. So you're not actually going to be piloting, though. You're basically putting this thing on autopilot. And you're going to go in the back and get the tent ready. Yeah. So you're basically Uh, just telling it past that vehicle. I imagine you could probably do that. Yeah. It's pilot is two. So I only have one die over it. So. I imagine it can do that just fine. Yeah, as long as the the other driver doesn't start trying to evade or create other unnecessary or difficult actions. Yeah, have it uh have it pull up and then what what lane are they in? Uh you've they've started they're you're only down to one lane at this point. You've left the uh the main the other road you were on earlier and you're down to one lane. Ooh, it would be kind of impossible to get up in front of them without being suspicious, huh? Uh, you, you're in a van. You could just drive like a jerk delivery driver. Sure. Although I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the, uh, would it even do that? The car? Uh, you could tell it to hurry. You're in a rush. Okay, what, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to drive the car and try and pass them, uh, which would be a complex action. Yeah, and probably a vehicle control check test. Well, it depends upon what exact, uh, if the the other lane of traffic is particularly busy. The other, you know what I mean? Yeah. The other side of the road. I think so. I think think you're going to need to do it just to uh, pull out into the other lane, accelerate past them, pull back (sighs) into the other lane. In the middle of downtown Seattle. Oops. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yikes. Yeah. <clears throat> so you you pull out into the, to, into the path, into the lane to pass, and um, immediately are forced back into uh, behind Boxer as a an oncoming uh, delivery truck blares its horns at you. I'm going to honk back at it <laughs> with a very polite, high pitched. Uh, European-sounding honk of the step fan. <laughs> All right. So now go ahead and try again. Oh, I can try again. Okay. Just don't glitch. Just, 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 just don't. Just don't do it. Just, just, just do better. I should steal your car and drive it. Oh, good grief! You're getting better. It's getting closer. I get the feeling it's going to get worse before it gets better. We're almost there. Ah, so close. They uh, they get ahead of you on a red light, and you're you're forced to stop at an intersection. 
Fuck! <clears throat> Sorry, I mean, Drac. <laughs> Boxer, you, you realize that the van is having trouble passing. Um, at this point, I feel a little bit bad because we're not we're not including Cecile, but I imagine Cecile and, and Alice DeVry are having a rather formal and stilted conversation in the back of the uh, Eurocar. Either that, it's devolved into an uncomfortable silence. Possibly both at varying times. <laughs> but so far, in the uh, nothing um, untoward, um, there's no indication that anything's happening, even though you remember that you've got your comm link set to uh, broadcast the uh, your location icon for Boxer, who you, not Boxer, for Kirsten, who you fervently hope is coming to the rescue. All right, she's clearly not getting ahead of that, so it seems we'll be going to do some creative maneuvers. All right, what are you trying to do? She, too, is going ahead of the uh, the car. This time she's going to do something a little more drastic than throwing a tent. Oh, jeez. She's going to uh, try and make it seem as though she's spinning out in front of the in front of the limo so that they like break. Are you going to warn Kirsten about what you're going to do? Yes. Okay. All right. So I guess it's a, uh, <clears throat> a pilot groundcraft skill f- test. For All right. You. Any mods? <laughs> no, just straight. <clears throat> oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Nine die and I get a one. Okay. Wow. Dice are not smiling upon you right now. No, no, they aren't. All right, you're you you try to pull out. You realize that you know you've forgotten that Kirsten's on the back. The weight is throwing your balance off a little bit, and you you pull back in behind the the west wind, you know, to regain control. Um, Nightingale, why don't you make another test uh, to do to do the the thing? Yep. Yeah. In this case, rather to catch back up. Oh, oh no! Yeah, I'll do that. I assume because. It's just normal traffic now. It'd be, it should be easy. It should just be. It should be uh, easy, but your your van's be. acceleration is not very impressive. It should be. Oh, am I I'm typing? And it wrong. Veronica, I apologize if we're uh, offending you with our lack of role play here. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> there we go. I got I a single the hit. There you go. You Finally. managed to gun it and and catch back up. Just in time to see boxers start to pull out, and then the rear wheel start to shake a little bit. There's a little wobble, and she pulls back in. So, um, <clears throat> let me make another roll here. Actually, let's just do it like this. Hmm. Okay. Oof, okay. All right. Ahead of you, the uh, the Eurocar Westwind seems to suddenly be picking up speed. Um, boxer, since you're you've got the better reaction, why don't you? Are you going to try and pass them again? Are you going to make another attempt? Yeah, make another attempt at uh, trying to get them to slow down. Right. Let's do this again. The dice gods smile upon me. The dice god smiled upon me, I hope. It did, yeah. 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 My thing keeps getting blocked by pop-ups. Five hits. Nice. All right. So taking into account the, the extra weight of Kirsten... On the back, you accelerate past the the car, 
um, the white limousine and pull in in front of it. And what are you exactly are you trying to do with this? With uh, this she's trying to uh, make it seem like she's losing control and entering their lane so that they slow down. Okay, so as you as you pull back in, you're you're slowing down and and creating some artificial wobble or shake and breaking. Okay, does that sound about right? Yes. <clears throat> All right. So inside the limousine, inside the limousine, uh, Cecile, you uh, the uh, the clean modern aesthetics of Evo's corporate design language aren't really calming your your nervous anxiety that you're fighting to contain and you're feeling the, uh, the vehicle suddenly pick up speed. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, you feel a sort of a thrill, um, a well-known thrill you always get when you're, when you're sort of deep in the pursuit of a secret or information. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you notice a sudden motion from Alice. She sort of nods. She's sort of inclined her head, um, She's obviously receiving a message in AR, and her eyes are on you. And uh, why don't you make a judge intentions roll? Judge intentions. This will be great. One. (laughs) One. A little below average. It's not a little bit below average. Oh, that is a little bit below average. Oh, no. So she's, you see that she's, she's got, getting some message in AR and her eyes are on you. And um, just for the briefest second, you see, you know, her icy facade and her cool facade slips and you see a blend of frustration and and anger and, and probably more chilling for you, a sense of a renewed appraisal as she's looking at you. And then the corporate mask is back in place. Seal probably lightly swirls her water and says, Is there some kind of rush? <clears throat> I underestimated you, she says. I thought you were just a simple student who stupidly stuck her nose where it didn't belong. But it appears you've been working with somebody else. And she reaches for your handbag. I'm going to make a composure test to see if Seal can pretend that she knows what she's talking about. Okay. Eh. Well, sure. <laughs> Which is sort of odd, because do you want to know what she's talking about? Cecile does not know, and she has other shit on her mind. <laughs> so she's trying to play it off like, yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> um, Alice is reaching for your bag, so she says, give me your bag now. Cecile hands it over calmly. As calmly as she can. Um, and that will be that pass. And at that point, um, the driver, so Boxer is pulled in front of the car, um, attempted to, actually rather convincingly attempted to make it appear as if she was slightly losing control and or slowing down. Um, <clears throat> the driver of the the night guy suddenly accelerates and attempts to pass Boxer. So he pulls out past Boxer into the other lane. Let's see how he does with that. How does he do? I can hear the actual dice tumbling in your hands. Yeah, he uh, he does pretty good. So um, 
Nightingale, as you're you're following catching, you've caught up now. You see Boxer make the play to pass the the limousine and break hard. Um, the limousine does not stop as intended. It simply swerves around her and uh, starts to accelerate. And um, it may be the oncoming right lane of traffic into the oncoming lane of traffic. Yep. It may be that, uh, that you are no longer uh, unnoticed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so boxer, it's your turn again. Did we lose Valerie? I'm here. Sorry. Bit distracted. Uh, what was it you said? So the, uh, it's your turn again. The, uh, as you, you pulled off your maneuver quite handily, but the, uh, Instead of stopping or slowing down, the the, uh, the limousine sort of swerved out into the oncoming traffic lane and is now attempting to pass you. She's going to be a jerk driver and keep them in that lane. Ooh, scary. Okay. They're going to fucking stop. Or kinetic energy is going to stop them. Are you going to do anything else? Or are you? No, she's not pulling any guns. Tempting as it is. All right. Nightingale, what are you doing? You've caught up to them. So now they're they're speeding along ahead of you. Um, Boxer on the motorcycle in your lane and the, the limousine in the passing lane or the oncoming lane. Uh, basically, they're neck and neck at this point. Um, I want to pull up to its side, which I imagine is simple enough that I could tell the uh, the 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 dog brain computer to do it. Um. And I want to use my action to grab the glue sprayer, my glue sprayer from inside of the car. Oh, I oh, should probably... No. Should I roll? Oh, sorry. Grab my glue sprayer from inside of the car and roll it on a window. <laughs> <laughs> and try and shoot the thing in one of its wheels. <laughs> oh. The glue sprayer. It it uh it shoots like basically like a a foamy glue. Um, if you hit a person with it, it tends to like immobilize them immediately. Hope it's kinetically activated. Kinetically? Yeah, you know, impact. Oh, I imagine yeah, something. Otherwise, it's just going to slosh off because it's going so fast. Mm -hmm. All right, I think. I think between getting, you know, telling the dog brain to pull up and rummaging around and pulling out the glue gun, that's going to be your action. A complex action. Um, remind me how it works. You you get either a complex action or two simple actions and an, any number of free actions that is reasonable, right? Pretty much, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Cool, that's my turn then. The, uh, she, she, like, climbs into the back seat. Probably at this point, she's going to to like pop off her her plate carrier too. But I imagine it just has a little pull tab, like modern plate carriers, and grab the glue gun. And that's my turn. All right, the uh, all right, the driver of the vehicle is going to go again. Um, and he is maintaining control of the vehicle. He's not he's not able to get ahead of you, pull you ahead of you guys, or do pull anything else off at this point. Um, and then it's Boxer's turn again. All right. It definitely seems like the chase is on at this point. She's trying to keep it in the uh, lane enough, hopefully, so that uh, it hits something. Not, well, shit. So um, 
little difficult when you're on a motorcycle, though. I was just going to say, just remember that vehicle outmasses you significantly. Like, so she's not going to, like, grind against it. Yeah, if something decided to block the its way, its path, it would be safer for it to simply pull over into your lane against you. Just tactically speaking. All right, what do I got here? Nothing worth using. Hmm. Should have considered that perhaps more explosives would be necessary. Oh, well. What you learn something new every day. Wait a second. Is the car soundproof? I, I guess imagine I'll so. Probably it's probably quite soundproof. I mean, it's a very fancy car, so it probably has microphones on the outside in case you wanted to hear what was going on. All right, time for something drastic. She's pulling, <clears throat> she's going to pull away from the uh, car, get some distance. Uh, pull not in, No, no, to the side. And uh, yeah, it's time to get forceful. She's pulling her pistol. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I have a plan. Trust me. <laughs> It'll be great. Do you have a plan? Yes, kind of. I'm just pointing out, you all did just drive at the problem without trying to think of a plan beforehand. Well, I know how to make them stop. We had limited time. And it's contingent on them listening to me. You think they're going to listen? Oh, they will. Oh, no. Oh, God. I can hear Veronica, like, covering her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay so you pull away you pull to the side you, you create some distance between yourself you pull your pistol which is i believe just a simple action yes actually wait i think i have something that uh makes it free action i feel like i missed something here wait a second insert clip pick down put up no guess not oh well i have a plan i'm gonna do something crazy it's probably gonna get us killed but you know what bucket right oh what's this i thought we already had initiative rolled yeah kirsten hadn't rolled initiative yet ah little gremlin troublemaker that she is silly girl all right boxer all right so we have distance so that they can't hit us i'm gonna start uh firing at them like i wanna if i can compromise the window are you trying to make a called shot? Yes. Yes. Called shot with the handgun. Uh, page 161. And you're shooting at which window? The one, the front window. Okay. So the one... your side next to the driver? Yeah. Called shot. How does that work? Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at vehicle combat right now. I, I did try to warn you about it. I just need to get their attention. I mean, if they shoot back, that also works for what I need. Um, an attack can only target a v the vehicle or its passengers unless, well, it's one of three things. Technically, I'm aiming at the uh, passengers, <laughs> I guess, since they're behind the window. But the point is, I want to put a, I want to put a, enough bullets in that window so that it breaks or that they pull down the window and shoot back. Either way, I need that window open. So a called shot is a free action. Um, so you can target, basically what you're trying to do is target a specific area. Indeed. Where is the vehicle thing? Eh, I guess it doesn't really matter. 
I mean, I don't really see how there'd be a modifier for aiming at a window at that range. I don't either. I think I that's pretty aim. much a uh, just a regular gunfire, but you're probably going to have some a negative for for driving. Yeah. What's my mod? Gotcha. Oh, by the way, damaging va- uh, barriers. <clears throat> if you're specifically aiming for the barrier, it does uh, it does two times damage for each bullet that hits it. Oh, cool. Attacker in a moving vehicle, negative three dice pool modifier. All right. It's a three. And uh, that is with the mod. And then the... I have no clue how you would calculate its barrier. Mm, the barrier would probably be ballistic glass. Oh, wait, no. It would be the, the body plus armor of the vehicle, I think. So, disregard what I said about barriers. Well, you're rating so... Ballistic glass would be four. Would be armor rating of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's the damage from the the pistol? It's uh, rounding. That's five physical. You got three hits. You got five physical. I mean, I think we can safely say that you, you and you took the negative three. That's with the negative three. Yeah. Okay. She has um, a lot of pistol skills. So you destroyed the window. You know your bullet. Do I still have a free action? Actually, wait. Passes through. Let me see. Shattering the window, and let's just do a quick... Uh, actually, give me a... Roll your... Just roll your edge. Uh-huh. All right. No. Why did it modify it with body? No, this edge. Stop. Oof. Could be worse. Yeah, you got a hit, and uh, it looks like the uh, the security officer behind the window was just in the process of doing something when your bullet passed through and uh, caught him. Oh, that wasn't my intent, but that also works. And what did you say the damage was? Six? 5P. Or was it 5P, was it 5P or 6? Yeah, it's 5P. All right. So, and if, so if you're, and is that, so that's your fully modified damage value? Uh, Yeah. Standard ammunition because they wouldn't let me buy armor piercing. How oh, dare they? Yeah, I know, right? So your damage value is less than his ballistics, so it's just stun damage. Mm, I'll take stun. I don't want him to get shot by a bullet. It's gonna wow. <laughs> get the damn point. He got one hit. So I have another passive for this. Okay, it works. Commanding voice. Is it a complex action? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll be fine. So he took four stun. Um, so that security officer, you suddenly come face to face with him. You see that he's clutching his shoulder in pain as the uh, glass, the bullet shatters the glass and slams into his, into the armor and his shoulder. <clears throat> so you're you have a free action now if you wanted. Right. Let me check something real quick because I have a thingy that makes some simple actions. Uh, yeah, no, that's not working. All right, she's uh she's pulling back some, so he can't have a return shot unless he sticks himself out the window, which would just be a free action. But All eh. right, so he is actually up next, mm. and he is going to let loose. You see a sudden, uh, yeah, you see a sudden crackle of energy come out of the the window at you. Um, he's casting stun bolt at you. Oh, you motherfucking mages! <laughs> <laughs> so vehement for a little pony. She's a cat. Uh, She's a big one. 
<clears throat> All right, so for so run me through this real quick, please. He's gonna cast it. Mm-hmm. He's got five. He's gonna cast it at a force three, but he okay. uses his magic. So he would roll spell casting to he would decide the force, roll spell casting to see if he meets that force, and then resist the drain for the force that he casted the spell at, accounting for its drain code. The effective force is the thing that governs damage. So since he got a, a three in spell casting, that means that he casts it effectively at full force. Alright. So he, can, he he rolls a spell casting and then he rolls um, and then he rolls to resist the drain. Yes. Because it's uh because it's mana? Wait. They're probably hermetic tradition, which means they're rolling uh logic plus willpower. Yeah, logic plus willpower. Because unless, unless you want them to be some other weird tradition. Nope. That's... Because it's a direct spell, uh he doesn't have to roll the hit as long as um but she she can resist also. Just a minus one to his because uh Boxer having mystic armor. Oh. The power. Does that does it what does that affect? Astral and physical. But it's only uh one. So So he only got one hit, so does that mean he got two stun? Uh yeah, he, he takes two stun. Uh well hold on, what is the drain code for stun bolt? Uh the drain code for stun bolt is Force divided by two minus one. Mm-hmm. Force divided by two, so three, one. So he takes no drain. He takes no drain, yeah. All right. So that means Boxer gets to resist. Mm-hmm. Which, let me check how she would do that. Okay. Um, uh, body or willpower. In this case, it would be willpower. So Boxer... Rolls Roll willpower. their willpower. Yeah, just willpower. Unless you have counterspelling somehow. She has mm. mystic armor. Uh, I don't know what exactly that played, how that plays into it. Oof. Didn't you uh, say mystic um, armor gives you an additional dice? Uh, mm, it's like armor, but astral they applied, so would it? I suppose it would mean that you resist a single point. Okay. Uh, Direct spells, I think. Okay, so that means I get one. one yeah, you have mystic armor rating one. Yeah, well, I rolled a zero on the so willpower. You two stun damage. All right. How do I mark this off? Core. Yes. Two stun. <clears throat> yeah, you feel a sudden. You feel the impact, not so much physically as you do psychically. It's like being tased, but somehow more not quite physical, just sort of. Emotionally, you know, spiritually, definitely <laughs> unpleasant. I've been spiritually stunned. Oh my god! Mystic armor <laughs> does not apply to spells. It doesn't. Nope. Ouch. I thought oh. it did. Could have sworn it did. Well, it then applies that to. It applies to astral combat, which is not spells. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Oh, I guess that means I got a minute minus one from now on. Don't worry. It'll be okay. Yeah, but you've already you've hit the mage for force stun already, so actually, wait a minute. He was hit for force stun. Shouldn't he be taking a negative? Yes, negative Mm -hmm. one. It's negative one every three. Uh, 
Okay, so he should have actually rolled. So they get a minus one anyway. Well, we'll roll with it for now. Oh. I just need to remember also, next pass. I remember uh, you have to resist a minimum of two drain. So he takes one uh, stun damage from drain. Ouch. I have stun. Oof. He is unpleasantly surprised by that. Sucks for him. Shouldn't have been mean. Gosh. It was just a little delayed, you know? The endorphins from getting shot. Yeah, the adrenaline sort of uh, masked it. And then he was like, ah, damn it, my hands are cramping. Ah. Or however a drain would manifest for him in particular. Not quite like that, but you know. It more it probably more manifested in a bunch of expletives being said. Alright, so that was him. Um what is Kirsten gonna do? She's not gonna do much of anything, I don't think. Maybe she wants to shoot back. Um just have a taser. <laughs> I mean is it wired? If not, then well. She's doing something. Let's just put it that way. Oh, God. And that brings us back to Nightingale and her glue gun. <laughs> the horse with the glue gun. <laughs> oh, my God. She has a glue gun. What's she going to do? It's like Gmod. I feel As, like uh, we're really just trying to make my life difficult right now. Oh, yeah. We love making your life difficult, Paul. <laughs> It's our job. We're players. <laughs> uh, before she uh, she rolls the window down, Nightingale is going to pull up her kerchief to cover her face because very tactical. <laughs> they can't see my face. Okay, they can't know I'm a horse. And uh, I'll roll down the window and I'll try and take a a a shot at the back window. The back, the not back window. The back, uh, back right wheel, I suppose. All right, where is this device, this weapon, or this device found in the book? Let's let's read on. Let's read up on this. Um, glue gun. It's glue sprayer. Yeah. I feel or like we need to. I feel like page, we need more information. Page three thirty six. Glue sprayer. This fast acting aerosol super glue allows the user to quickly seal off a portal such as door or window. The glue takes one combat turn to harden. Anyone attempting to force open the door must make a body, must make a strength plus body opposed test against the glue's dice pool of 10. So, I'm, Elizabeth, I don't think this is going to work. He's trying it anyway. All right. Precious pony. Um, give me an edge roll. <laughs> a fucking wily <Wiley> coyote. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'll give you an edge roll. Uh, no other attribute, none. Zero hits. All right. Yeah. You, that coming. you guys are sort of in a tight cluster at this point because both both Boxer and the van are on the same side of the uh, the limousine. So you're pretty closely t- clustered together. My edge to retry that. Absolutely. Well, and not on an edge, not on a straight edge roll. Oh, okay. Unfortunate. Yeah. This is really just sort of a luck roll. Um, mm-hmm. And you didn't have any. I mean, as you spray the uh, fire of the glue out towards the, uh, the rotating rubber disc on which these machines move themselves, um, the whipping wind of your passage instantly catches the aerosol glue and, and blows it back behind you. And you realize that this is strategy is going to be ineffective. I imagine she'd immediately like once uh once that becomes apparent, she's just gonna throw it into the um the 
the undercarriage, I guess. But not not on the seat, but down there, and uh, probably roll up the window again. <laughs> a little ashamed. <laughs> All right, poor girl. All right, who's it now? She's, you know, she's it's trying. It's the uh, what's her name? Devry. Alex Devry. So Alice has taken Cecile's bag, is now rummaging through it, and uh, pretty quickly pulls out your comlink. Ah, no, not the expensive comlink. Cecile is not leaving without that comlink. Is she going to fall it out? <laughs> is she going to fight over it? Yeah. yeah what I'm curious about. Oh my god. Like, she's fine right now. I mean, I assume this is like seconds before the bullets hit. And I just want to be clear. The second bullets hit, bullets hit, Cecile is dropping onto the floor. Okay. So, yeah. She's grabbed your... Alice has grabbed up the the comlink and she's, she, she's trying to activate it. And she's looking at you. She says, turn the tracker off right now. And at that point, you know, the bullet has crashed through the front window. You hear a gunshot. Alice does not hasn't twitched so much at that, but Cecile is throwing herself down on the floor. Yeah, no, Cecile probably after a second of like what, and then just drops to the floor. More than likely spilling water. Just let's go over the the bottle of water and and drops to the floor. Yeah, I think this was probably all rather surprising to Cecile at this point. Yeah, actually, I'd be a little surprised if I got shot at. Hmm. Would Cecile have heard the glass breaking? Yeah, I think so. Cecile is also screaming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other actions, Cecile, from you? Um, let me look. Mm, Nope. Nope. Nothing. All right. All right. So you've you've dropped to the floor um, when you heard the gunshot and glass breaking. Alice is trying to get you to unlock your comlink. Um, and it is the driver of the limousine's turn again. So, no, that was, we actually should make another initiative pass at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. How do I tap it? And then I roll initiative. Sweet. Uh, right, because, I Boxer, you have three passes. The driver only had two. So I feel like... <laughs> Like I let that one get a little bit away from me, but do better now that we remembered. All right. So what's up? What's going on? Uh, we're we're rolling initiative again. Mm-hmm. Well, I already rolled mine. Mm-hmm. Good. This is the way I like it. Cecile, did you roll initiative already? Nightingale, you rolled. Okay. All right, boxer. You're up. You've just gotten hit by some form of magical energy from the uh, the security guard who was in the passenger side and you hit with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Would going up be a free action? Would going what? Driving up to the window. Uh, no. Darn. Kind of messed up my plan. All yeah, right. it's a little bit. Mm, I mean, so you you've got to make uh, according to what. Um, Elizabeth was telling us, we've got to make, you've got to use at least one complex action um, for your driving per pass. So you've got three passes, right? Yes. So you you don't have to take that complex action to drive right now. So I guess so I could, or, I mean, you do, you could 
you could drive up with the complex action and then the next pass you would have a complex action to to attack them. Nobody else would feel to um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna use that complex right. action to go up, drive up. Right. And since it's the next pass and nobody else has any passes because I am just fast as fuck, yo. Ah, I have my complex action I need. Yep. All right. Time for and something crazy. Then the driver of the other van, or of the other vehicle, is going to make a uh, vehicle control test to make sure that after the shooting and everything's got oh, it under control. control. He does. Good for him. Um, but he doesn't manage to do any more with that roll. And then mm-hmm. Alice reaches down and grabs a hold of Cecile's hand and casts Mind Probe. Mm. <laughs> Oh, wow. They're spooked fuckers. <laughs> yeah, well, she she certainly is. They're so spooky that they glow green in the astral. I I imagine Cecile definitely knows what this spell is. It is also like... Okay, so... You'll probably want to cast this one, like, reasonably high. Mm. All right, so she is going to cast it at a 4-6. That should be entertaining. Where is... <clears throat> Oh, oh wow. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's part of that group. And she got four hits. Okay. okay. And now we look So yeah, you do feel the invasive nature of the uh from this divide woman and disable it. Don't forget drain. Probably logic plus willpower. <clears throat> so it's so variable. It would be so. magic. Okay, uh, another question. Is psychokinesis relative to the mage or the manosphere? Like when an object is being moved by a psychokinesis. What would you say, Paul? I... It would probably be uh, most reasonable because if you're moving in a car and it's relative to the manosphere, uh, you wouldn't actually be able to manipulate things like that now that I think about it. So it would be relative to the caster. Yeah. Okay. With my, my bright idea in motion, I uh, I want to grab my chisel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has all sorts of weird gear. She's going to open the door. Not open the door. Roll down the window. Tell the car to roll down the window. Actually, she's going to grab the chisel with the psychokinesis and she's because they're nearby and she can clearly see the the, that door she wants to bring one of the doors one of the doors of the limousine she wants to use the chisel hook into the door and then use all of her psychokinetic might to wrench it open like crowbar yes that's exactly what it is and it doubles your effective strength and because my psychokinesis uh its effective strength is Willpower plus magic, I'm rolling 11 die. All right. Go for it. I thought you were going to try and One, uh, tear two, the tire again. One, two, so that's three. six because I'm using the chisel. Six to break, uh, break open the door. Six die. Six hits. All right. So let's go back here and find the vehicle's body. All right. So you got... One, two, you only got three hits on all that? No, it would be six effective. That was my effective strength for prying it open, six. Wait, is that even one? A little bit above average. So I'm going to say it resisted 
and I rolled, basically, I took, I looked at the vehicle's body and I took a reasonable extrapolation from that to, uh, you know, what it might require to pry open the door and uh, rolled that against your hits. And you got four net hits, so we're going to say that the, uh, you managed to jam the chisel into exactly the right spot and overcome the uh, mechanism of the lock. And all of a sudden, the rear door is flung open into the wind. Um, it's not going to stay open. Obviously, the passage of the wind is going to push it closed again. But it is definitely unlocked and unsealed. Um, in, inside of the, uh, the limousine, all of a sudden, the, uh, the road noise and wind and air um, fill, the, fill the interior of the cabin. Was I told what Cecile looks like? Remind me. Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember if Kirsten showed you guys a picture. I think she might have actually. Yeah, she did. So you you have a mental image of uh, of Cecile. Am I seeing her? Yeah, Not in that brief like... moment in which the uh, the door springs open, the uh, the inside of the the uh, limousine is visible to you, and you see. Um, you see a young woman lying on the floor and um, another woman who's sitting in one of the seats is reaching down and grabbing hold of her wrist uh, with one hand and has a comm link in her other hand. Um, and do a quick judge intentions roll. She would probably also be able to see the magic like of the mind probe. Yeah. Three. Yeah, you can see that the woman who's leaning over is uh, is casting some kind of uh, spell on the, uh, the woman on the floor, um, and the intent is obviously um, malicious. Um, the body language uh, of the woman in the who's uh, sitting is is obviously uh, offensive in nature towards the uh, the woman on the ground on the floor. Um. Would you say wrenching the door open would be a complex or simple action? I think that was a complex action. Mm. Well, uh, as a free action, I want to call and say, Hey, poopy head! <laughs> Didn't you roll the window your window up again? No, I rolled it down. I didn't roll it back up. Okay. <clears throat> it would probably interrupt line of sight if I actually had to look down. Still, you suddenly, in the midst of this rushing wind and the effort to resist this this malign woman's mind probing here you suddenly hear a strange voice yelling from outside what was it again hey poopy head (laughs) seal isn't reacting she's she's she can't process any of this right now she's she's not even calling to cecile she's trying to grab the attention of the uh the offending mage but that's uh i suppose that's my turn i may uh i may I may uh, shift down now to break line of sight directly on me once I do that. Well, actually, no, I can't do that because the the chisel, I would drop it. So I'm not going to do that. All right. So we are down to the uh, the mage um, who is going to once again try to cast um, Stun Bolt at Boxer. Also, how did... How are the doors on this limousine shaped if the if the rear door I wrenched open will be closed by the wind. Actually, you know what? How about if we say it's a suicide door? 
So it is in the back. And actually, when you wrenched it open, the wind has now uh, caught it and folded it open permanently. It, that's, that's the term for that kind of door? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, this, this idea I, conco- I concocted would probably have... Uh, it probably would have been right to have done this earlier. But I didn't think of it. I don't think Nightingale would have thunk of it either. This is very high stress. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, as I was sort of thinking about it and picturing what Nightingale was thinking here at the beginning of this combat, like, you, this whole situation Not- is so out of the blue. Like, you've, you've met Boxer once to interview her. You've never met Kirsten. You don't know who Cecile is. Like, what? How did I even get into this? See, but what she's thinking is that while this is dangerous, this is scary, this is confusing, you know, you can't be a hero in this world because, well, some metahumans will die. That's the fact of the metahuman condition. But also, I mean, it would look really good on her resume if she could say that she engaged in heroics on an alien world you know it would it would look pretty good whenever she went back home you know uh at least she'd be able to sell a uh, a very a very profitable book if nothing else is grace the indiana jones of the pony world nope there's already an indiana jones of the pony world daring to She's, uh, I, I was thinking that this Equestria was at least before the show or concurrent with the show. So I don't know. I don't know if she would know about Daring Do. But yeah, she's, she, she is, she's like a, a nicer lone conquistador, basically. Basically. Um, if that makes sense. Um, she's driven much nicer. Much nicer, yes. She's driven to explore, and at the same time, she has some less than savory intents. It's not that she just wants to learn. She also has personal investment in seeing to it that her expedition brings profit to her and her country and her god in that order. So she's more like Captain Cook. I don't actually know Captain Cook. Yeah, he was a Brit. It was after the uh, conquistadors. He was a British explorer out to find new lands for the British common, you know, kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, she may not exactly think that she's here to imperialize. She probably thinks it's more like, well, it would be useful to have new trading partners, especially with all of this fancy technology. Though, mm-hmm. admittedly, Equestria, it would probably be imperialization one way or the other. That's that's probably going to end up happening if a question like does. having a friendly relationship with the British. It's like I I don't feel like it could happen either way. I feel like Nightingale is na- naive. Either Equestria is going to exploit the sixth world, or a sixth world is going to exploit Equestria. It's you know now which one's preferable? That would probably come up to the individual. Is Rainbow Smite a pony name? Um. It's in the style of a pony name, but I think that you're talking about specifically Rainbow Dash. Okay. No, there's a, uh, in one of the Shadowrun podcasts that I was listening to, there's a uh, Shadowrun, there's a character called Rainbow Smite. It's probably a reference. Yeah, it didn't get, I didn't, 
hear that the first time I heard it, but then after we started playing, I was like, I was remembering it going, hang on a second. You were like, oh, I know what that is now. Yep. <laughs> this is uh this is the, the character Rainbow Dash. And this is actually a scene. This is this is an image from the show. It's a it's a bit of an in between, so it looks kind of wacky and still. It's I'm back. Okay. My audio decided to die. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Your audio is back now. I was <clears throat> falling over that character earlier to Liz because I've been reading a fan fiction about her. And you're like, oh my god, the horse is gay. I love it. Hey. There's more to it than that. I know. I know, honey. Anyway. Four million word fanfiction. You can't read that without getting some attachment to the character. What did I miss? I uh, we were just talking. Yeah. We yeah, haven't shared it back up again. But we should probably do that because we have limited time. Indeed. Uh, yeah, we need to get Cecile rescued here. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so the uh, the mage is casting another stun bolt at Boxer. Um, and he's going to try and up the power a little bit. He's going to go for a Force 4 Stun Bolt. Uh -huh. And so he's got to roll his spell casting first. And he got two hits. <coughs> so wait a minute. How many? What does that mean for the, the hits that he gets on his Sorcerer Cast? That means the, pow the actual power that he can roll it at? Yeah, that would be the actual Force he is effectively casting at. All right. It still takes four drain. Sucks for him. Yeah, he takes whatever drain uh, is appropriate for the force he attempted to cast at. And that was logic plus willpower. Mm -hmm. And he got two hits, so he takes two drain. Actually, Ow. no. Hang on a second. I keep forgetting to take up, take his dice away because he's already got five stun. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, this man is about to kill himself. <laughs> Usually so. what I do when I do that is I just lop off the last dice rolled, which in this case doesn't matter. So how about, what if I just re-roll? You could do that. Go for it. That way I wanted That's conjuring. Conjuring. Unless he has the same in conjuring as he does in sorcery. He doesn't. <clears throat> but doesn't he... Oh, roll conjuring. That's a good question. Modifiers, sorcery group. So that was minus two dice, right? He got two hits. So... The force stayed the same, and then his logic plus willpower. And he actually got to better there, didn't he? I feel like I cheated, but it doesn't really matter, right? So he resisted four drain with three, with a roll of with three hits, so he still took one. One stun. And also, if the amount of drain that you take is higher than your... Uh... Your magic, it becomes physical. Alright, his magic. I don't no, think it would apply here, but it's the force you cast it at. Oh, what force did he cast it at? Four. What's his magic? His magic is three. Oh, oh my goodness! He takes two physical drain. Oh, ow! This man's to kill himself. That's what I said. <laughs> They're paying something crazy if he's willing to do that. Yeah, he didn't like. He didn't appreciate that. That didn't work out the way he wanted it to. Imagine, like he uh, he realizes that he's like bleeding from the nose. Probably bleeding from a little more than the nose at that point. Who will two train? 
Well, he's got two physical and five stun. He's feeling really beat up at this point, but it's probably something that he's experienced before in training. In any case. Um, Boxer, you have to resist the stun. Stun bolt. So that's a stun too. How much damage is that? Uh, I'm going to roll. How much damage does it do? Oh, hell yeah. Equal to the effect of force? Oops. So you resist it because the effect of force was two. I actually had a minus one on that, but it'd still be two anyway, so. Yeah, it just does stun damage. But because she resisted it, it doesn't affect her at all. It's ineffective. They're so nice using only non-lethal spells. <laughs> it could be that that's all they know. Did I send this? Ugh, I'm so dumb. It could also be that it would be a really, really bad luck to just toss a fireball in the middle of a busy urban street. All right. Uh, so as the guy, as the mage leans out of the window to cast the stun bolt back at you, Kirsten fires at him with the taser. Oh, he's not going to have a good day. Oh, no. And she gets zero hits. <laughs> the dart flies wide. Oh, well. She tried. I would expect as much. I don't imagine those things are, uh, are particularly quick. <clears throat> Cecile, you don't think that uh, Alice got much out of you from you for that uh, on that mind probe. What are you doing? Well, the at the moment, Cecile is cowering and probably still screaming a little bit. The um, door is open. To the, the door to the car is open. Cecile has not processed that. Um, and you heard somebody call you poopy face. No, no, no I wasn't calling her poopy face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cecile <laughs> is probably like just now barely starting to register what's going on and has like kind of half stood up a little bit but is still just looking around wildly. I see my turn. Mm-hmm. Seal's not doing anything yet. <clears throat> All right. She's scared. So, um, Boxer, you're up. And it's just me. Because nobody else is as fast as the cat. The driver of the, the vehicle... The other driver has one past two. Well, he won't. Well, I guess we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Throw a grenade in there. Throw a grenade in there. This makeshift team of runners seems to be closing in on the girl Cecile's location. Are they going to be able to rescue her? Does she even need rescuing? Let's find out in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, Subscribe or let us know that you enjoyed it or any of your other thoughts. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.
The music for the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knock Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.